Welcome to Elite Six Think Tank, an open discussion group with business owners who share their knowledge, experience and skills. So welcome to the Think Tank meeting. I've done enough talking already. About time for you guys to start thinking about it. And the topic of the meeting is clever collaborations. And I boohooed the guy that came up with the week before's topic because he created it and never turned up. And that's what seems to have happened at this meeting today because Lachlan was the one that suggested that we had clever collaborations. So I'm going to chase him and get him online. So if this topic is a hard one to get going, I'm going to switch it to another one I have up my sleeve. Um, so let's start the think tank meeting. I will uh, first of all say hello. You might not all know each other, but that's the purpose of the 7.30 and 9.30 meetings is um, to get there. But as you go, you might want to introduce quickly what you do and who you are. And I will share the screen and I will also chase um, Lachlan. So does everyone see that one all right? It's not very very clear again, is it? No, it's a bit blurry, Danny. Yeah, it's just blurry, but it's improved on the first slides that you put up. All right, I'll just switch my internet connection to a faster gizmo and see what happens, actually. Uh, I'll get myself some more real estate on the screen. One minute, please, caller. So um, clever collaborations. I was hoping to actually throw Lachlan under the bus on what is a clever collaboration. It says my internet's unstable. How can that be? Worst scenario, guys, I'll have to reconnect and, and um, connect again. Yeah, fine. Yeah. All right. Um, what I was going to say is... Uh, uh, Chris knows all about um, internet speed when running a live Zoom meeting. <laughs> That's usually because you're at uh, your Wi-Fi. Your Wi-Fi is unstable. Oh, thank you. Too many, too many devices on your Wi-Fi at the same time. All right, so I'm just going to um, leave one of them. Oh, yeah, I'm back here. What's your name? Okay, um, yeah, sorry about that, guys. I'll just, uh, too many devices. All right, so clever collaborations. Are we going to maintain that topic? What is a collaboration, probably? What's people's experience with collaborating with other people? Because I did have a, a question that I rolled out throughout the week, and it was if you were to partner with some other business right now, uh, what would you want them to bring to the table? Uh, and then we've got Mark, who actually suggested that um, that he would could collaborate potentially with a mortgage broker because that's a good collaboration being an insurance broker. Well, I can't, don't know if you can say a broker or advisor, whatever you like, guys like to call yourselves. Uh, Nigel, you had your hand waving. Yeah, I was just going to preempt that slightly. Um, some years ago, a lesson I learned in terms of collaboration was if you wanted to deal with somebody an awful lot bigger than you were, find out who's number one and deal with number two. Number one's arrogant, number two is hungry. Actually, that's a good idea. If that's if you're headhunting somebody to collaborate with, I, I use that strategy a lot on LinkedIn. Well, you see, I, at that stage, I was in business and I was trying to find a, a, what we call a strategic partner, of course, to deal with. Uh, first one was telecom. They didn't want to know. Mm. Second one was clear as they were then. And they were very, very interested. And it was yeah. kind of like I've noticed that ever since. Why don't you number two is wrong with him? Nigel, does that theory mean that all of us sitting here in the Zoom meeting are the arrogant ones? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so, Stephen. Thanks for your coffee yesterday, by the way. It's okay, a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> OK, 
camera's not on. But a good a good example of collaboration, Danny, was you and I getting together and uh, promoting and doing that course. Yep. You know, basically, um, Danny and I had been talking, and uh, he said, well, why don't you do a course for Elite Six members? And so that's exactly what we did, and used his facilities and what have you to promote it amongst the members. And so that's a good example of collaboration. Come together for a, it doesn't have to be full, you know, all the time. It can be for specific tasks or uh, activities that you want to take part in together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry. Uh, you, just, you, you just have to be mindful that when you form a, a, a collaborative partnership with someone, that um, there's sufficient synergies there for to work. Um, you don't necessarily need to have your values totally aligned, but the but they cannot be at the other ends of the spectrum from each other. Otherwise, mm. it will um, go rather sour. And equally. Um, both parties need to be seen to be contributing something, and it may not be uh, equally as Nigel was suggesting when you know you're dealing with the big company, but they in turn need to be able to feel as though they're getting something from you and the partnership they'd have with you. It's just a really good thought that one. Actually, I think if uh, you want to put that in the chat window, I'll put it in the mind map. But just with the problems you have is if you do collaborate with uh, other companies, is keeping the, the energy that you put into it the same, really, isn't it? Mm. It's yeah. like a marriage, really, isn't it? We do marriage yeah. counselling next week. Yeah, it's tough. Um, we've partnered with a company in Australia, so they do SEO, and we're helping them with their e-commerce. So we haven't necessarily brought them an SEO client, but we've opened up another income stream for them because we can handle, besides the, S uh, the e-commerce side, we're doing the more technical things for them and fixing issues that a, that a normal partner of theirs couldn't do. Mm. So, um, yeah, it's it's working. So it's a good collaboration so far. But, yeah, I must say we <laughs> we, we are extremely busy with complicated things. Um, so it's taking a lot of our time. But, yeah, <laughs> no complaints. Yeah, um, we, um, when we built our house, I remember the guys that come in and did the foundations. Uh, were one team and the guys that uh, delivered all the walls were another team and then the roofing team and obviously it, and even the building company for the first because I used to be a painter and a decorator and you, you'd build a house in the old days that the builder would do the whole lot but now the building of the house is actually five or six different yeah. companies doing the building let alone the painters and the jib stoppers and the electricians and the plumbers yeah so um you know is that obviously we've done for economics, or is that done because it works faster? And then how, the problem I could see with that, with even blinking, would be how do you who's accountable yeah. <laughs> when it goes yeah. wrong? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you have a site manager, and your site manager takes care of all that, and then you have specialists in every field. So if a builder was doing everything, that that would be pretty tricky because they don't have special specialized skills in maybe roofing or installing yeah. windows. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they don't anymore, as Danny was saying, you know, because you only need to go back 30 or 40 years and your carpenter did everything from laying yeah. a slab right up through to putting the roof on. And um, yes. so a lot of schools have been lost yes. by certain tradies because they've gone down that specialisation road. Mm. Obviously yeah. worked for them because it's still going on decades later. Yeah, chuck these comments as you go in the chat room. Really appreciate that. We'll help build the mind map. And after a lot of building companies, the actual 
built the owner, for example, what, what's that big one down here? Um, Mike Greer. Mike Greer. I think with him, um, he's probably hands off completely and he just runs the whole show. <laughs> I think Mike Greer builds a thousand homes a week, last time I looked. Uh, he's got a, um, a shed pinging them out like they're um, the chocolates now. I think Cadbury's and him have got together. Um, I remember when I was a painter and a decorator, I did an apprenticeship, and when I was doing my apprenticeship, they put you in a, three weeks, you go to school, but they were showing us how to putty windows and, and glaze windows and uh, a few other strange things I'd never done before. And I said, this isn't painting. And they said, this is what a painter's trade used to be, but you'd never you'd never be putting in a window these days, but it was good to know how. <laughs> It'd be a jack-of-all-trade, you know. Yeah. Following on from Nigel's point, a big one that can go either into experiences or problems is trust. It's one thing to go into a collaboration, but it's, uh, it's having a level of trust, and it's defining it as one part, but also maintaining it as the second part. Yeah. So, Liz, is that comment for experiences or problems? Your mic's off. I haven't unmuted everyone, have I? Here we go, Liz. You're off. Both. Oh, both. Well, I can't use it for both, so it's going to experiences. Don't start to be awkward. There you go. Uh, thank you, David. It's really good. I think Lance's point's really valid is that you have to trust your collaborative partners. Yeah. Um, but you do also have, and part of that trust is not only that they know what they're talking about, but also they're actually going to deliver the goods. Um, because a lot of the time your service of quality is completely you're building you have a vision and you're building something around that and you're you're trying to find other people that can add value to what you're trying to create so that you have to be sure that they're actually going to deliver on that value because in the end it's going to come back on you if they don't yeah. Yeah. actually can I just reinforce that point from Chris I think that's a really good one about the whole um, valuing what you're coming to the party with that vision because I'm dealing with three good sized players at the moment and I'm a little wee guy here but they seem to be dealing with me because I've got some ideas that are of interest to them so there is very much a I think they're looking at me as much as I'm looking at them and we're sort of all going forward together I think yeah. mm. got your ideas yeah that'd be interesting actually uh, uh, yeah, when you're the small guy and working with the big guys, that's um, you kind of had to fall in line with their systems and processes. I believe. I don't know. Is that is that good? Yeah, that would freak me out. I've always uh, the idea of uh, being quite a techie guy. The idea of working for Google or uh, Facebook and going into one of their teams and having your um, independent thinking go in there would be something I'd probably. Love to be able to say I work at these companies, but um, yeah, reality is how would I merge with that? It, it just wouldn't work, would it? You'd just have to fall into line with their systems. Yeah. Well, if that's going to be the case, you might as well just be an employee with them and get all the benefits of it. Yeah, I think I'll just sit back in my office chair and um, enjoy the paycheck. <laughs> ah, um, uh, Danny, I just put in the word morals there because in the in Stephen's one up above, it's spelt wrong. That's all. Sorry, Stephen. Oh, Stephen. It's my ex. Oh, Stephen. Bloody principles. Yeah, bloody power. Now, now the dyslexic person's got to figure out how to cut and paste that in there. <laughs> Is that the word? 
It didn't yeah, look any different. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just a little E, mate, for God's sake. <laughs> I know, yeah. It doesn't really matter. It's to be a picture. Well, it must have mattered because you bothered to do it. <laughs> no, I know what to do. I know, know what to do when I get told. Yeah, good stuff, guys. All right, so people's experience of collaboration. Is there sometimes that it may not actually necessarily be a business partner collaboration? Uh, it could be a relationship uh, collaboration where you might uh, – I know when I was in a relationship and my, I used to work for myself and my partner didn't. That was a, a collaboration which was clever in some ways, but when it came to the business side of it, it was difficult because they were, were both on different pages because I remember that often they would say – Oh, it's five o'clock. Why do people ring you at eight? And I go, I actually want them to me because now I don't have to do it tomorrow. <laughs> but, you know, that was always a problem in a way because um, it's their understanding, their passion, your drive that you can't share some of that. Yeah, but you can resolve those relationships. It's usually called divorce, isn't it, Danny? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, up I upgraded, obviously. Divorce is a voice. Where'd that come from? Oh, there he is. <laughs> yeah. Divorce is actually going to be a good discussion, actually, wouldn't it? It's like letting your clients go in a way. I had a good collaboration with a colleague at the end of last year, and I got asked to do a job at our local gymnastic club, and I take all their photographs anyway, but they asked me to do video and photo, thinking that because I'm a photographer, I must be a videographer. But no, it doesn't work that way. So I asked a colleague and he came on board and it worked really, really well. And we did a great job and I think they'll want some more work out of us for some of their other projects. So it, was, it, it really did work well. Yeah, that's, that's where the, the collaboration is around uh, recognising varying skill sets um, but that, that can be brought together to meet the primary objective. Yeah. Well, there's a topic in itself, actually. What would you say your skill set is? I mean, if you defined, I don't, I still don't like the question when people ask me what I do for a living because even I don't really know how to pin a tail on that donkey. But I, I, I used to say to people, I find how to make the most possible money out of the least possible work. <laughs> I think that was it. But I probably don't work for money so much these days, even though I'm not rich. Uh, especially the last few weeks, of course. I think we're all in the same way. Mm. Making analogies to divorces and the concept of prenups. Can we take it there? <laughs> no, but I mean, I'm just making an analogy to collaboration of businesses. So if you are to negotiate a prenup, then it means that the whole process of separation in the future or understanding what you're bringing to the table is discussed in advance. So if you're collaborating in business with somebody, it's very good to put it on the table and understanding what you're bringing to the table and put it in writing and make clear agreements in place in the process of moving forward. I think that's essential. Actually, that's a, probably a good solution if you wanted to ping that one through the chat box. But um, yeah, So what is it? Um, you said something about having a good contract or a good understanding, um, a, a clear... Well, it's like business collaboration requires um, potentially a written contract. Yes. Mm. No, I was a, a painter and a decorator, and, and this guy who used to deliver the goods said, how about going in partnership together and starting a painting company? I went, ugh, how's that going to work? And what we did is every Wednesday night we went off and uh, went to the pub and um, had a few beers and then sat there and worked out a – took us three months to come up with a, a really good 
um, an agreement, how we work together. And we, honestly, I worked with this guy for three years. We never, ever had a disagreement. And we, um, and what we did is we gave each other a job role. So I couldn't read and write or do any paperwork stuff, no accounts, couldn't do a quote. But verbally, I could look at a building and say how many hours it was going to take. And I got the last say when it came to the procedures that we would use when painting a building, which might sound a bit dumb if you're not a painter, but it can be a big problem when two painters think they know better. And then, and then when I wanted a pay increase, I would say to him, well, can I get some more money out of the company? And he would have the last say on that. And it was because we identified each other's roles and didn't overlap. Um, I was helping somebody else with some stuff last week, and they said too many captains in the ship. And um, so you kind of have to have somebody that needs to be a, a captain in each department, maybe the top deck, the bottom deck, PR role. Role separation built around your skill set. Yeah. Uh, Can you repeat that? Sorry, Mark. Uh, it's role separation built around the individual skill set. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Remember to keep your comments coming. Who was going to give me the last comment? Uh, oh, it was Stephen. He doesn't know how to use the chat box, do you, Stephen? I'll do it. Too, Sorry. Too, too scared to now because Mark will fix his stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, clever collaborations. Well, if we bring it to our day, what's some things that we could collaborate with now? Because I know I quite like my independence in my business and having that total control because I'm a control freak. Ask any anyone. Um, but what's now we're sort of looking that way more that we maybe we could collaborate with somebody. So um, who would be healthy for our business or what part of are we lacking? Uh, a lot of people say I'd love to do some marketing the marketing person in my business. Um, but if I send a whole lot of traffic to some people... I'd love the marketing person. Yeah, well, that, that's good. But then um, if I sent a thousand people, like we, we've got online shops and we just had an uh, unprecedented amount of number of orders coming in and we got to the stage where we had 1,800 emails in our inbox we couldn't handle and we had orders literally coming in every five minutes. So I could hire a marketing company and go, wow, that's really good. But then all of a sudden, my systems and processes aren't set up to handle it. So maybe we need to, you know, look at potential growth. And if we did have that growth, because that's the marketing guy, I think the first thing they would be saying is, I've sent you all this traffic, now you're not doing the work. <laughs> well, if, if you go back to Mark's point for a minute about recognizing your individual strengths and being captain of your own ship in that sense, then isn't there through a networking group like this the idea that each of us can bring a different point to the party and then collaborate the whole thing in some way? Yeah. Mm. I would love that concept. We should all go work at Genius Co-working. <laughs> we'll have to join you virtually, Danny. <laughs> okay. Well, I've um, literally said to the guys, get a big screen up on the wall, and this is exactly what we're thinking of doing. Awesome. And, and um, actually having people dial in as they want, have it open, and people popping up on this. We've got a big wall, mm. pop up on the screen, and, um, and we have a virtual and a real network all working together collaboratively. How would we, how would we manage that? <laughs> you know, financially, it is. Because even like um, at the moment, I'm, somebody's asked me for help setting up some stuff, and I'm thinking, no, I don't want to do the whole lot. And I know there's people who can't do the whole lot, but they can do some of it. Yeah. So I'd like to have them help me do some of it, but then I need to kind of police it and tie it all together. 
Yeah. And then bill it out and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but that very first time, um, pre-lockdown, almost a week before, when you actually did that and we had people um, streaming in as well as a group of us around, did work really well. But I know in our conversation we had yesterday, Danny, it was that the fear might be that people would perhaps say, oh, well, there will be people actually being there live and I'm just going to zoom in and then you actually find potentially that you have a whole group of people zooming in virtually and no one there actually live. So the real power of it does require those face-to-face -face group being the predominant um, number. Hmm. Yeah. And uh, it is interesting because uh, when I used to do the Facebook Lives, like you said, yeah, people used to. I had members who never tuned into Zoom, but would enjoy sitting there watching. And um, and then I think we're well, not contributing. So then you go, oh, okay, you know, um, and I get it, I understand why. Um, or you know, and it's, it is a real hard thing to do. And then also, uh, as we talked about money briefly, there is if you were to do a project together and say, like, we've got a budget of five thousand dollars. Uh, we're going to do a project. Then, how do we handle the monies and the who does what? And what happens when we run out of budget? <laughs> it's just a procedural thing, though, isn't it? You sit down and work that out like you did with your friend in the pub. Mm. Yeah. And if we've got good collaborative strategies, that will never be a problem, will it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My headache still hurts. Is anyone else's head hurting? <laughs> I might, just, no. you guys, I might just grab a glass of water. No beer left. You see, you guys up there in Auckland, you know, having that connection up there, and you were in that particular arena, and we're down here in this arena, that all helps with the sort of network and the growth, doesn't it? It does. Um, we actually belong to a, another networking group and we did the face-to-face -face meetings, but it really didn't add any value. And um, we're really enjoying Elite Six, regardless of whether it's virtual. We'd love to come down to South Island and, and do a face-to-face -face with everybody. Absolutely. Well, Mark's got a big house. Stay with him. Yeah, I've got a big house. Yeah, you'd be welcome. I'd, I'd be happy. I'd be I would be happy to host you out in, out in the country, 10-acre lifestyle block. And you oh, awesome. Can we come out there as well? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Isn't that, yeah. that being done out right now? Yeah. that had, um, oh no, that's Groorvale. And one of our members used to own the property, Groorvale, and he sold it to them. <laughs> so, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, we, we know people. Plenty of dime. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. Where have we got to? Oh, we've got some more uh, solution. Thank you. Oh, that's a good way of doing it, Lars. Put the word solution in front of it so Danny knows where to put it. You go <laughs> to the top of the class. Ah. <laughs> well done. Uh, that's good. I think, I think the funny thing is we'd all, in an ideal world, like to collaborate together and uh, help each other in business. The reality of it is actually quite hard work to... Um, manage and i and i don't know why that is if we took money out of the equation then what would be the next trading point would it be time and, yes, and then time, yeah because yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I went for a walk with helen yesterday because we just had to get out of the house um she was going crazy and we um walked around mccain's island with our dog for about an hour and a half but we talked about business and everything uh, strategies and uh, theoretically, we were having some time off, but we needed a different environment. Mm -hmm. uh, 
So, you know, people might not count that as business time. Uh, but it is, isn't it? So uh, how would you – it's probably finding the right people to work with more than anything. Yeah. Well, it's, it's the same as going out for a cup of coffee with somebody and just talking about the things that are important to you around your business or whatever. Mm. Mm. Maybe if you look at an athlete who's doing the um, – running, doing the 100-metre race mm. and all the preparation he does before he – oh, sprint, that's right, the 100-metre sprint. I mean, you wouldn't want to – be paid just for the sprint, would you? <laughs> mm. Yeah. So, uh, Steph and I, when we are feeling a little tired and we need to plan, we occasionally go to the pub and we have a good brainstorming session and we find that uh, pretty productive, actually. Well, it's not the pub that does it, it's actually the Guinness. Terrible stuff. Now, I've got an invader question here, which I don't know how to put into my PowerPoint. But I'll do it anyway, um, and I'm going to start up a new arm just because I can. Oh, my goodness, look at that. That's a um, question for the group. Chris, read your question. This is on mute. Oh, Chris is on mute. Not for long. The question is that it's collaboration, collaboration and, it, and I read my question after I hit enter and went, oh, that didn't make sense. Um, but it's what I'm getting to read is that Collaboration is generally that you will get more time. So that you collaborate with someone who knows, has a specialist skill in the area, they'll do it 10 times faster than you will. So therefore you'll get, while they're doing that part of it, you'll be doing something else. But the question is, does, does collaboration actually add or add time to your day or actually take time away from you? And it really comes down, I think, to the, the collaborative partners, and more so the ability for you to project manage or produce. Because to successfully collaborate with anyone else, you have to be able to manage what they're doing and what you're doing and what others are doing in an organized fashion. You can't collaborate successfully if you just leave them to their own devices and you're off doing your own thing and there's no, and then you kind of come back together. The collaboration in my mind really does come back a lot to that it needs a really successful project manager or producer uh, to cover it. Uh, to add, that means it gives you more time. But if you don't have that, it's simply going to be a time suck and it's quicker for you to do it yourself. Yeah, that's that's a really cool point. Actually. I, I get that. When, when uh, Chris, Pablo and I worked together and he did the video and I did the photography, we did it in a way that um, he, I actually knew almost all the gymnasts in the club and I knew, um, he, he didn't know a lot of the things like, um, I don't know what the, say what the, he had to get for trampoline or what kids did, ninja gym and things like that. So I was there as well to help him understand how gymnastics works, who's in what group, what to get. But we were actually left to our own devices to get those those things. But then we came back together and I sat down with him when he was editing and said, oh, those kids should be in this group. Those kids should be in this group. Um, so in a way, I oversaw that. But he, I could never have done it myself because I didn't have video. Yeah. So the success, the success of your thing was because you were, had a really good grasp on the overall project and we're... Yeah. Managing overall project and directing 
and therefore he could clearly do what he would could do best. But if yeah. you hadn't been able to do that, then his output would probably have been longer or less quality. And the overall product would have been not as good. Yeah, Helen, you became the technical expert. Yeah. 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 I just posted your comments in there, David, but I don't know whether it was a problem, an experience or a solution. <laughs> Reed, um, oh, in there, Danny, what I've said is... Uh, so like delegation, you have to check that what you expect is actually happening. So you've got to stay on the case. Well, that was the problem before I was talking about. Okay. So you've given us two comments, which I'm really happy about. But, but if, if you go back to, to Helen's comment from before, it just reinforces the fact that one of you really needs to have the overall grasp. That way they can see where the holes are and which ones to plug with which direction, isn't it? Hmm. Clear outcomes of boundaries. Um, if you were um, at a motor racing event, like one of those hot rod, um, hot rod events where they blow up the engine and then they go back into the, the, the tent, within two hours they've rebuilt the whole engine and you watch those guys work on those engines. I mean, that, that's a true collaboration. That always makes me sit there and go, oh my God, you know. Um, or, you know, the Formula One car, it crashes into a wall and looks like it's now a bottle top. <laughs> and then they rebuild the car overnight or something stupid. They must have some really good um, like software, maybe. You could use that to oh. task. Uh, What's that noise? That one there up there for a while. Um, well, that just reinforces procedures, though, doesn't it, really? Have we got that in here? Procedures, understanding, referendums, clear leadership. Where's that one going, Lance? Oh, solution. Um, solutions. Yep. It, was, it was more just adding to that topic, really. That's right. And same with uh, Nigel's point there too. It's just having that define, that definition around those roles. Hmm. Yeah, you know, every, everything's still, even if you've got good, really good collaboration, you still need a captain. Yeah. Mm. There has to be a captain to the collaboration. Oh, the one with the money point. makes the rules? So is that the customer? No, not necessarily the one with <laughs> the money makes the rules, but there needs to be, uh, someone needs to be take, coordinating and leading the group of people that, collaborating that, together. That also leads to, to accountability too, doesn't it? At the end of the day, somebody has to sort of be accountable for the whole, the whole thing. Absolutely. Lots of solutions, guys. Good one, man. So, are we going to collaborate with anyone after this? I like collaborating. Mm. Um, I, I do it as well, actually. I love it when we have a team of people. And that's one of my goals, is always to have a team of people, but it, it just never seems to. Um, people lose interest sometimes, and maybe they don't have the integrity or the staying power, or some of the tasks that I do take friggin' ages. And, you know, it's. I'd like to, I've always said, I'd like to get Elite Six members to start a business together and we all work collaboratively, whatever that is. You know, and I think that would be a great project to do and say, well, we're, we're going to sell widgets. Find a widget. All right, who's going to do the marketing? Um, who's going to go knocking on people's doors and, you know, and then come together and see what we can do as a collective? And then how do we divvy up the money? That seems to be the problem. Let's say we made $20,000 in a year and 20 people contributed and we all got a thousand dollars each. It's like, oh, it wasn't worth the energy, <laughs> you know. So then somebody says, hey, why don't we outsource the whole lot to India? That's a good idea, eh, Chris? 
<laughs> and then uh, and then get them to do all the work, and we just take the money, you know. Yeah. Mark's done that. Yeah, what? Uh, where did that one go? Under solutions, problems. Which one? Uh, have defined leadership, and I've already put that. Yeah, in. Well, it, yeah, it was following on while we're talking about the clear leadership. So I wrote in have a defined leadership and role definition. Yeah. Well done. Oh look, Stephen's got it good. He's got solution. So you made reference to a captain, but I think having a good coach prior to having a captain. So you need someone that's coaching the team and the the captain and the team are the players. Um, you know, a captain's generally a player. A coach is someone that's playing but administrating and leading. So I think it's mm. really important to have a good coach. Mm. That's good stuff, guys. Mm -hmm. This topic's going better than I thought it was going to go. Just saying, out loud. <laughs> yeah. So uh, if we did start a job together and we all wanted to work together, what, what are we going to do? Well, you'd have to recognise some common goal or focus, otherwise it's uh, not going to happen in, in the first instance. Let's put Matt James out of business. Let's start business coaching. We get, <laughs> get, get a new business in here. We'll, we'll grab pennies and um, we can um, uh, then start saying, right, collectively, how can we all help a business? Mm. How much are you going to pay us, Penny? We need 20 grand. <laughs> uh, what are you worth and how much expansion am I going to get on my business? Because yeah. then people actually say, well, what's the return on my investment, isn't it? If you didn't have the money, people now want to say, well, if I gave you 20 grand to help me in my business, um, you know, what's going to happen? You definitely have to have goals and jobs, jobs, um, yeah. job descriptions, I guess. Because if someone... Said, oh, I did more work than you, so, mm. you know, and, and if someone doesn't pull their weight, so in a way, you've got to have very uh, different goals, I guess. I suppose that comes to values, doesn't it? Like, you have the good values and, you know, the trust, integrity. You know, um, I remember the best thing that ever happened to me when I had a business partner in Elite Six, funny enough, about four years ago, we went, we got some coaching. And um, he basically gave us both, um, he had a felt tip pen and a big board. And he said, um, we're going to be talking about values. And he said, tell me all the values that mean something to you. And uh, he kept rattling them off. And at the end of it, we had 25 values on the board. Mm -hmm. And then he said, right, circle the one. It gave me the pen and then my colleague. And they circled the one that means the most to you. So I circled um, listening because that was one of my values. And then they circled respect because at the time they didn't think I had any respect for them. So we didn't agree. And then uh, they said, keep circling until you find the second one that means the most to you. And eventually we overlapped. And then he took away all the other values and said, well, these are the values that you need to build your company on if you two are going to continue working together. And uh, it was really good. And then we don't work together anymore. <laughs> but, uh, but the fact is that um, if we were going to continue, you needed to work with people that share the same values. And you can't, your personal values may be different than your business values. But uh, if I, I truly believe that if you don't have values in your business, you suffer. So collectively, if we were going to work together, guys, then we need to make sure we have at least share the same values in business. That's my speech. Oh, look at the notes. 
Uh, and you've got to have a clear understanding of what other people can bring to, to your collaboration as well. And that may well require research beforehand just to sort that out. Because on the, very often what's on the surface may not be what's there in actuality. Mm. I want to know why Chris is writing in capitals. <laughs> just annoy me. Stop it. It's not good CEO. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, good stuff. You've, got to, you've got to have the same values as well because your one of your values might be um, you've got to be on time with your project and someone else might go, oh, it doesn't matter if it's a week late. So, yeah, it reflects on you as well. Yeah, I, yeah I, I, I'm not quite sure with that, Helen, because, you know, um, in the days in my other life when I had 50 staff, my job as the uh, professional leader was to recognize that everyone brought to the table a whole range of values of which some were common. And I really had to make sure that I was able to steer the ship and lead, the, lead them on a, a path that optimized the goals for the institution we were working within. So um, it, it was really to, to ensure that those values that didn't fit within the group actually weren't uh, negative ones. And from time to time over the years, you'd end up with some staff member who you would classify as a well poisoner. And yeah. it was, then it was my role to just quietly ease them out. Yeah. Ease them out. True <laughs> yeah. human resources manager, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> right. Where are we at? What's the time doing? We've got... We've got the 13 minutes of um, pleasure or hell, whatever way you want to look at this. Ends up ah, collaboration. I still would love to come up with a project and all work together on it. Mm. Uh, I reckon if we all said, like, I'm going to sacrifice two hours of my week on a project and we come together on a whatever and a, a hoo-ha and uh, all work together or something, We'd have to have teams. We'd have to have a captain, maybe an understanding with money. You'd probably have to sit down in a room and do exactly what we're doing right now and, and mind map um, what, what the project is, what are potential problems, issues, what are the construction phases or whatever. And then mm. once you've got that, you're starting to work, work um, out who's going to be doing what. If you, thought, if you thought bigger, I know we've got an architect, and a uh, what do you call yourself, Nige? What's your what's, um, what's everything, your... everything but an architect? Everything but an architect, yeah. And we said, Well, let's think big. Like, Nige has got a project at the moment, which I, I think is brilliant. And Stephen and Nige have been talking about this new rule that comes out where you can build um, a 30 square meter um, thingies on random people's properties without having all the consent to do so from the council. And then all of a sudden, I'm thinking, well, that would be really cool because we've got like we've got um, Ergo Style who could fit the place out with some really clever thinking furniture. Um, we've got marketing people that could market the concept. Uh, we're all around small to medium sized businesses who theoretically that product would be ideal for. And and then um, imagine the collectively, we all had a project where we're now selling thirty square meter apartments, well, not apartments, but office units that could go in people's sections. And we collectively went out there and, and told all our friends that are, you know, 
Well, that, that's exactly what um, Clint and Rhonda and I are doing at the 10 square meter point, because that, we were doing that up until the announcement of the 30 square meters. So mm. we're mm. just about to put that out there now. Um, and the 30 meter obviously gives us room to move in terms of bigger and better. But yeah, we're about to go out there with a 10 square meter version of that now. Because you've got a whole group of people out there now who've had eight and a half weeks of working at home for their companies who in this stage as we're going back towards, you know, level one are actually thinking, do I actually need to be in a work office? Mm. Why not now with this rule here, why not have a this 30 square meter um, office come sleep out, out the back? Yep. Mm. Yeah. So there's an opportunity, isn't it? It's, it's about people. I know um, I'm always looking for what's trending in business. And then I see if I, I always look to see if I can capitalize on something. You know, it's like, you know, but I suppose it's what networking is all about is that we help each other in business, support each other, endorse each other is probably the most thing I think is the strongest thing about Elite Six. You know, like some of our ideas, we don't even know they're going to work ourselves, but just by standing beside somebody as they put themselves out there um, is very strong. But the key thing I think is being able, is the timeliness and the, the level of reactivity. So, you yep. know, we could sit here and talk about the, this as an idea in terms of the sleep out office, but if we actually did nothing, you know, there's going to be other players that are there that are oh. reacting in the next four weeks, six, eight weeks, and just getting in there. Hmm. Well, actually, Mark, you're dead right, because um, Clint and I have noticed that there are other people with similar ideas coming out on this one, but all that, to me, does is reinforce the fact that we're on the right track here. Yeah. I never have believed in competition. I, I've never even worried about competition. Exactly what you just said, Nigel. If if, um, if you've got an idea and then somebody else is doing it, it just tells me it's feasible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You just have to do it. Better. It's a reinforcing, really, isn't it? And even if you don't do it better, you're still 40% as good as whoever they are. Mm. Mm. With mm. the uh, group collaboration, Liz put in the chat box um, fundraising event which is quite a cool idea. Fundraising event? Yeah. Yeah, give the, me money. For the collective collaboration. Oh. <laughs> the group collaboration. Yeah. 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 Well, if that, using money as a scenario, I've always said to you guys, would everyone put $100 a, a month or a week into a, a kitty somewhere, which would enable us to use that to do some task, um, you know, or start an ideas pool, you know, that sort of stuff. I'm wondering if that, uh, you know, if that's how you make a start of these ideas, then you have to have a committee on the bank account or do we have to have a, 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 a you know, a, I think we tried doing that, didn't we, Dave, once with that, is it, um, we were going to start up some speaking organisation years ago. That's right, that's right. We were going to, we were going to start, in fact, with, um, with Royden, we were going to start, um, you know, what the hell was it called? Yeah. Um, yeah that was funny, though, because it was 12... Quite good. But that was really interesting. And this was one of the things about if you have group collaborations, mm. you've got to actually get, um, it was called Share. That's Danny right. Is what it was called. And there were initially, we had about a dozen people, all very highly qualified um, in, in terms of um, public speaking and, and professional they're all professional speakers, basically. But what happened was 
that the initial enthusiasm got it up and got it going and a lot of design work and what have you was done. But the minute that it came to people actually committing and working to it, when they weren't actually seeing a bob as they were doing it, you know, because it was going to come further down the track, yep. people just fell away. And in mm. the end, there were three of us left. Yep. But I, I, I found in my years as a principal of a large school was people might know and understand what collaboration is and they might be, have worked in a close um, relationship with uh, you know, the person who's in the physical space next to them. But when you actually, and this is the government initiative of recent times, these big open plan schools and things, you have to do it. But people don't naturally collaborate in the sense that we are talking about. So I had to spend a lot of my time being able to take people through almost like courses of how to collaborate. And it did require someone who was not necessarily, in my case, the, the chief knowledge holder, but it was that, um, like Stephen was saying before, it was the coach. And that person needed to be there in every stage all the way along um, because people could get a little bit loose on things. They needed to be brought back and refocused. Mm. So it's, it's certain, certainly if you're going to have a collaboration of a number of people, it requires work by everybody and somebody, as you say, monitoring what's going on and keep keep on, as they say, spinning the spinning the plates on the top of the pointy sticks. Yeah, yeah. Did the job in itself. Um, I might figure out where that background music's coming from in a minute. I'll just. Uh, um, Nige, that was a question you had a wee while ago, or is that? Um, oh. Still it was just a comment, but we've basically been talking about it anyway, haven't we? Mm. Mm. I was just trying to focus some thoughts there. That's good. That's what we're all about, mate. Um, yeah, so having an idea, a collaborative idea where the wheels don't fall off and eventually only two or three people doing all the work and the rest of them sit there and cheer you on. Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> and it's often the case, isn't it? Yeah. I think uh, if I was to look in, at my members uh, in Elite Six, um, I really do, uh, I think they've got that, the, uh, not the deep pockets, but they have got that integrity and that drive where they keep going and they don't give up. And I think that's, um, I think, honestly, I can tell you now, it, people are one in a thousand. You don't, I, you know, like I said, I've had uh, 14, 1,500 people come and go in Elite Six in the last five or six years, and that's why I've changed a lot of things. But there's only a few people out there who've got that integrity and that push and that, continued power, a lot of people lose interest or want results straight away. You know, and that's, that's where I think, um, you know, I look at this personally myself as personal development and if it sparks an idea and I go over a gold nugget in my head and it gives me that drive to start up a new blah or blue, you know, um, I just get one thing and I'm away again, you know. <laughs> Maybe it's like a charge point. That's Danny. He's a bit weird, that guy. Got a few issues. <laughs> Actually, that's what you just said there, if I may. You it's may. Quite a good, um, heading there. You could say, what's your charge point? I rather like that. You can use it if you like. There's a royalty on it. We need $20,000. <laughs> yeah, charge point. Yeah. Okay, let's do that. I like that. We've got three minutes, guys. Oh, well, that might be next week's topic. Yeah, what's your charge point. Charging. <laughs> charging. No, not, not, not charging as in money. I mean charging as in energy. Is that oh, uh, I was thinking money because you'd, you'd almost get oh. to that point where someone 
might have more specialised skills mm. in a certain area and then they'd want more money than you if you're in a big, you know, group trying to collaborate together. So that would be kind of tricky to work out. You know, do you all get an even amount of money? Do you get um, a little bit each or how that works? Yeah. I'd, I'd like to put it up, up to our Auckland team to, to give us some thoughts about what would be a useful topic for them. So it'll give us a little bit of insights and where you're coming from as well. Actually, um, that's quite cool. I'm just thinking... Um, mm, I like I've, got a topic. <laughs> I've got a topic for you. Good. So um, we've got a, I've got somebody that I'm doing work for, um, but he pays really poorly and it's a lot of work that I need to get done. I don't like dropping people, but he's not willing to negotiate on price. So how do you, <laughs> I honestly, you don't know how to deal with the situation. Um, yeah. Um, <clears throat> feasible, feasible activities, isn't it? It's easy to say, get rid of them. But it is probably. <laughs> it's probably, it's probably yeah, you don't want to ruin a relationship. Um, it, it's a it's a business relationship, and it's for a, a, mm. a, you know a good company um, in New Zealand as well. But uh, I just don't know how to be diplomatic, or I, don't, I really don't know. Yeah, we're actually I'm assuming it. there's no contract basis to it, is it? No, no there's no, no, no agreement, no was... contract. It was just. Kind of like an informal yeah. <laughs> kind of agreement to do and something. And if you were to lose this client, what financial impact would it have on your business? None. None. Okay. okay. So that, to me, that gives you the, the power to just say, look, have a conversation with the person saying, this is not quite working for us. Actually, you know, in 2020 and post-COVID, we actually need to be charging this for our time or blah, blah, blah. Um, and then they have a choice. You put it out to them to come to the party in regard to what you need and want to make it work properly for you, uh, or they'll walk away. And if in walking away it's not going to be a, a financial loss to you, so be it. You can use your time more productively with the next client. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Empower them to there's an opportunity. There's an opportunity cost involved there. You know, basically what you're doing by... Putting time and effort into them is you're you're neglecting some other area of opportunity that that could maybe generate funds for you. Yeah, exactly. Right. exactly. I think yeah, I think sometimes always remember a guy who an accountant from down in Christchurch who said um, we it's we want to keep the customers that we enjoy working with and by that enjoy not only the job itself but that they pay and what have you and yeah. that's where our focus should be and not on the people who give us grief or don't appreciate what we're doing for them mm. yeah yes empower them to perform that's right yeah so who's brian danny hey who's brian who's brian yeah you've got next week's topic charging points for brian oh mate that's <laughs> 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 I know a couple of Barry's, but I don't know any Brian's, mate. Yeah. The life of Brian. Is that right now? Yeah, Brian. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, one other thing I've found quite good is if, um, for people who like charging enough, I used to charge $75 an hour for my time, and I very rarely get money for that. And then I put my hourly rate up to $120 an hour, and I get that. 
But then when I'd go do a website, I'd charge in it from three to $5,000 for a website, but people still wouldn't pay that happily. So then I'd get half the money up front and then I'd finish the website and then we'd get the rest of the money and that kind of worked for a while. But now what I do is I say, look, I charge in 10 hour, 15 hour implements. And this is how much work I did last time in 10 hours. Um, and this is the, the result they got from hiring me for 10 hours, you know, and that's helped me a lot. Um, yeah. And half of nothing is nothing. I mean, you, you could, if you're doing this on a real uh, cheap rate, maybe um, build them in advance and say, well, you can't have everything in that um, special, tri- you know, the triangle of, yeah. you know, they want it cheap, they want it fast, and I've got the other ones. Good product. Cheap, fast, or good. You can have two, any two. Yeah, yeah. Can I just can I just go back to that opportunity cost thing too? You know, it just Mm. depends how busy you are. You know, if in actual fact, um, the time that you're spending on them, you you wouldn't be spending on other people, or you aren't currently don't currently have other clients to fill it with, then maybe you know you grin and bear it. And do some of the things that the likes of Mark have talked about mm-hmm. until it comes right. You know, that's really because otherwise, I think um, something's better than nothing sometimes. Mm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's actually the latter. We're very busy. I would really like to help him, but I can't at that rate. It really is way under. <laughs> mm. I really yeah. can't, yeah. Well, that conversation about changing things obviously is, is the one you've got to have, and if he's not prepared, then you should. Sorry. Yeah. If you're changing them for money all the yeah. time, that's just, you know, it's just your time. Hey, um, just in respects of time, talking about time, we actually have um, gone over time by three minutes, so um, I'll just close the meeting as such. Um, is charging points for the brain, or Brian, whatever you want to take, is that... Um, <laughs> For the brain, I don't know if that's a good topic, but I don't know. Um, or does somebody else want to have a go at a topic for next week? Um, well, have, have we helped our friends in Auckland with their issue, or do you want to talk some more about it next week? Yeah. yeah we can talk about what, it next week, yeah. What would that topic be on how to uh, exit a client, or is it? Yeah. In many yeah, ways, if I may say. A, a client um, or partnership, I guess. Say that again. How to exit uh, a client no, or a yeah, or how to rene- renegotiate? Yeah. 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 These times won't be on good terms, and um, I think word of mouth travels a lot. So if you just do away with the clients, um, there could be potential impacts of using additional clients in the uh, in that industry. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so we always want to like be on a good note with like everyone that wants to do business with us, but how to negotiate? Like, yeah. yeah, I think. Yeah, 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 the key word there is negotiation, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You, you could just change the how to exit poor clients yeah. as how to negotiate through poor clients. Well. Or how to negotiate full stop because yeah. rather than focus on the negative, if we focus on the positive on how to negotiate with clients and and discuss the positive ways to move forward and that will help avoid these situations and part of the solutions will become the solution for your problem. Mm. So if we stay focused on the, the positive, the negative will 
will go or exit, one would hope, rather than focusing on the negative. I always like to expand and consolidate. Expand and consolidate is what I do. So once upon a time, I used to have all these clients pay me $30 a month to host and promote their website. And I had to jump from $30 a month to at least $100 a month to make my business feasible. And then when I did that, the stats actually showed I lost 2% of my clients. But then I could use that money I got in to actually better my company to give more product or service and better the service I offered them. Uh, okay. Psychology behind it was really hard to get my head around, but I just, you know, all of a sudden I had money left over my bank account and I was making a profit. And it was like, oh, I see what business is all about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, David, yeah. you, would you want to um, just ping that topic in the right words instead of poor? You had a nice. Yeah, no, well, I th I'd just like to go with um, um, with Stephen's suggestion, just how to negotiate. Yep. Okay, and just leave it at that. Uh, how to negotiate, all right. Yeah. We'll get that. There we go, how to negotiate. Because it doesn't have to be about a client, it's about anything, isn't it, really? That's right, that's right. Because I think that, you know, when you stop and think about it, that's when a whole excuse me, where a whole lot of our problems go because oftentimes we're reluctant to do it because we don't really feel comfortable about how we go through the process. Yeah. And I think if we can all talk about it as a group, I think that would be really helpful to all of us. Yeah. Excellent. Nice, have... way to, nice way to conclude the meeting. I'll just um, stop recording this for the podcast. So if you are listening to the podcast, thank you for tuning in. Uh, and also for our members here today, remember that the meeting structure for Elite Six is completely different now. We've got a face-to-face -face meeting on Wednesday, 9.30. Um, we've got our first Zoom meeting of the week will be Thursdays at 9.30. And we also have a new meeting, which will be 7.30 on a Friday, which will be our normal structured meetings. And then we'll carry over to 9.30 and have our uh, think tank meeting, which we've just been part of. So thanks for tuning in.